Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, my guest is Katrina Aronson, and I'm very excited to sit down and chat with her. She uh, specializes in content creation and marketing, and so I know a lot of you listeners really struggle with that, and so we're going to deep dive into that along with some other topics. And before I bring Katrina on, I'm going to give you a little bit of background. Katrina left her corporate finance career to follow her dream of being an entrepreneur. She built two successful businesses, both online and brick and mortar. Her journey, like most entrepreneurs, was messy and expensive. It was her deep obsession with marketing that guided her to grow her businesses to multi six figures. Katrina launched her business coaching practice in 2018, and she helps other female entrepreneurs to start, grow, and scale their businesses using marketing as their lens. Please welcome Katrina Aronson. Hi, Katrina. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. And you are out in West Palm Mm -hmm. and just living the life out there. Nice weather. I'm sure. Very nice weather, sometimes too hot, but yes, very nice weather. Yes. And then it gets cold and then you're just like, oh, it's so nice because it's like 77 (laughs) still. Exactly. Right. And that's how it is here. And so before we jump in, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Oh my gosh. So I have a wonderful cookie memory of sitting out on a beach. It was, I was a kid. And um, we put cookies into s'mores on the beach. It was a campfire and it was like the most magical experience of a cookie in my life. And I still, I try to replicate it all the time. Wow. I mean, was it like, it wasn't a graham cracker then? It was, we did, um, we, we tried lots of different things by the way, but we did the cookie as the graham cracker and put the stuff inside of it, which was various things. I will say that we are candy obsessed in our family. So we tried lots of different candy options inside of the s'more. Yeah. Oh, how fun. Well, that's a fun memory. That's a new one too. I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing that. Can you tell a little bit more about just a little bit of who you are and what you do and just give uh, the listeners a little bit of background? Of course. So I am a marketing led business coach. I work with female entrepreneurs who are typically the face of their brands so that they can figure out how to really get clear internally with what they want to do. And we use marketing as a lens to grow your business so that you're not spending massive amounts on ads or growing this massive team and creating tons of overhead for yourself. That is where I come from. I believe in sustainability. I am a mom. You don't have to work a thousand hours to make your dream amount of money. And I've tried it. I've done it. I've burnt my businesses to the ground. So that's where I come from. That's amazing. And building a business is very difficult if you've never done it and you never know really where to start. And I feel like a lot of people will start in the wrong spot. Mm, Yeah. For me personally, I feel like getting your systems up and running and having automations from the get-go is 
yes, time consuming and a little daunting, but it makes such a difference when you are then just trying to focus on content and focus on marketing and your services once you have that stuff in place, because then if you want to grow at a, like, you know, whatever speed you want, that stuff's already in, in place. Yeah. And I wish we all kind of got that message before we started, but typically we, we tend to start our businesses because we have a passion, right? So we start from the place of the passion and we start creating the product product or putting out the service and not thinking about all of the um, kind of headache that we're creating for ourselves without having systems in place. So that's where people will typically find me and we call it the bottleneck. So what's your bottleneck? What's your issue? What are you dealing with? What's your crisis today? And it kind of always comes back to two things. It's mindset Mm -hmm. and um, really setting yourself up for sustainability. So once we kind of crack those two things, then it's, then it's the marketing. So you're trying to get yourself out in front of a thousand people, right? Or a million people. But if you're doing that before you are ready to do that, you are bound to burn yourself to the ground. Yes. Right. hundred percent. It's called, I call it growing pains to where we will all have growing pains because you never know when the momentum is going to come. You put, you put out, you put out, you put out, and you always think, oh, I'm never getting anywhere. And then typically it'll all land at the same time. And you're like, whoa, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. Everything I put out there is now landing, but, ooh, I don't have this in place. I don't have this in place. Mm -hmm. Now I'm overwhelmed. Yeah, totally. And that's, that's why when I'm working with people, um, we target the crisis at the moment before we go into the marketing because people will um, say, I want to market myself. I want to get out in front of so many people. But if you're not thinking about what that's actually going to look like so you can scale, right? So that you can actually show up for multiple people um, and not just like one-on-one or whatever your particular business is, you're, you're going to have to turn clients away. And then what's the point of your marketing? Right. 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 So you have to really think about that part first. The, the reason I think a lot of people don't is they don't want to spend the money. Right. Mm-hmm. And that comes back to mindset because are you willing to invest in yourself? Do you believe that you're going to get all the clients that you are actually trying to attract? And oftentimes the answer is no. Right. right? So kind of is this game we play in entrepreneurship, which is super fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, let me dump all this money in because I believe in myself, but how do we actually get to the place that we're going to believe in ourselves? So it's, it's really understanding that first comes that mindset work and setting your system up. So investing in yourself in a smart way so that you're ready for the marketing. If you did those two things first, which by the way, in my first business, I did not, mm-hmm. um, if you do those two things first, before you're really putting yourself out there marketing wise, you're going to flourish a lot more than if you did it in the reverse. But I realize there's scarcity mindset involved there too, right? So it's so complicated, but um, I think the more we really digest this stuff as entrepreneurs and surround ourselves with people who have done this before, uh, whether that's a paid mentor or a friend, I don't care how you do it. 
but the more you hear their stories, the more you're going to be able to internalize it and um, set yourself up for success. hundred percent. And you have to spend money to make money, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately. also that's where then the knowledge needs to come in. What's a tax write-off? What's, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things can be applied to, if you have a business, you can write it off as training. You can write it off as uh, development. There's many different things that you can get back in some way if it's for your business. It's just, you also have to have that knowledge Absolutely. as well. And yeah. So- and, and speaking to that point too, like, you know, if you're, if you're hiring, if you're getting, bringing in systems, it's really kind of thinking through, if you're going to hire a VA, for example, a virtual assistant, they should also be helping you to cut your costs. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be just like, oh, you're putting out all this money, but thinking through like, can she help you or he help you go through your systems that you're spending all this money on and help you to see what could be more effective for you? Or maybe there's a way you can do affiliate marketing, right? So there's all these other things that that if you if you stop looking at it from, oh God, I have to dump all this money into it and really change that, reframe that to how can I make myself get this money back in a short amount of time, right? Right. Um, make my investment really an investment and not just a cost. It's all there, but you have to be willing to see it from that lens. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, let's shift a little bit into like, what was your why to follow your dream of being an entrepreneur? What pulled you into that direction? Yeah. So I've always been an entrepreneur and I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that too. Um, I was setting up um, stores in my house when I was like five and I would make my little brothers buy things from me. And I was the kid who would ask my mom at Costco to buy like the huge thing of now and later so I could sell them around the neighborhood. Um, And it just was always really about creativity and seeing where I could, um, play and have fun. And always, I love money. I absolutely love the freedom that money gives me. So it's not something that I shy away from, but, um, yeah, I I mean, doing what I do now is about me being allowed to express myself and not be completely constricted in you know, follow, allowing someone else to follow their dreams. But I definitely went through, I lived the corporate life. I did all of the, the stuff to really figure it out that this is where I belong today. So my why is certainly because this is like the place that I was always supposed to be, but it wasn't like, I always knew it growing up, right? Like it was just like a seed that was in me. And I, I went through a long journey to, to figure all that out. That's fantastic. And I love the story that you said that you went in the now and laters, what in old school candy. And they're the worst things ever to eat, by the way, they're so hard on your teeth, but you go and sell those things or like you buy them for 25 cents. You sell them for $1.25, right? (laughs) Right. And what was your experience in leaving the corporate world? So, um, I left the corporate world, full disclosure, with a lot of savings. So it was um, something that I put a lot of thought into. I knew this was the route that I wanted to go for a really long time, but I didn't know what it was going to look like on the other side, meaning 
um, I knew leaving corporate was a must for me to be able to be like to express myself creatively and make the amount of money that I wanted to make. Um, so it was measured in that way, but I had two kind of passions, which is so interesting because I'm a business coach. So you'll see, um, I was like, you know, I really want to own a small business boutique fashion, something like that. But I also am really interested in helping people. So I went to social work school and simultaneously started working in someone else's boutique. And this is after leaving um, a, a, a very well-paying job at a uh, well-known finance company. So my mother and father were beside themselves. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I went on this journey and it was absolutely terrifying because I had to explain to everybody what was going on in my head, but I didn't know exactly what was going on. Right. When we say that entrepreneurship is messy, like it's messy from the beginning. So you're trying to figure out what your messaging is to the world while you're going through it. It's very, very vulnerable. Um, and what I learned pretty quickly in social work school was that was not my passion. I love helping people, but it wasn't something that allowed me to truly be creative. So I, I launched a, um, I'm, I'm breezing through some details, but went to classes and all that and started a jewelry line and um, did a lot of wholesale there and then ended up opening a brick and mortar also. And um, yeah, so it was, I mean, I spent way too much money doing all of those things. And I ended up wearing all the hats coming from corporate where I was told what to do, right? Like there wasn't a lot of creativity in what I was doing. It was, here's your job. Here's the training to get to it. Here's the certifications you need. And then I transitioned over to owning my own business, which was amazing in a lot of ways, but I didn't have standard operating procedures. I didn't have any certifications. It was just like, you know, I'm the head of all this. So that the trenches that I was in, in the beginning was such a stark contrast from my previous life in corporate worlds. And so the scariness that people talk about, it's not just coming from like a money perspective, right? It was a lot of like, am I Oh, am I worthy of this? Am I going to be able to actually do this? And I'm telling the world, this is what I'm going to do. Oh my God. Um, and so that the amazing thing happened where I realized like, I either have to double down on myself and really believe that I can do this or I, I got to get out. Mm -hmm. So um, I remember that very well. And so that's my experience. And the more people I, I kind of open up to about how hard that was, the more I hear that story. Does that feel true to you? Yeah. I feel like you have to make really hard decisions and it looks crazy to a lot of people, but you also have to do what pulls you because you're the only one that would know best. Mm -hmm. And you may make mistakes or you might fail, which is not always, well, it's never fun, right? When you fail, but it's always a learning experience. And then maybe hopefully you could come out of it before it hits rock bottom, mm -hmm. but you'll be able to at least know that you did what you wanted to do. And you're not, I mean, you have to be smart about it and not put things at risk. 
And I'm sure you weighed in all those options before. And I'm a people pleaser. So making decisions like that is really difficult for me because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that will be let down or there's a lot of moving parts, but in the end, you still have to do what's right for you and you will eventually do that. It's just a matter of timing. Yeah, totally. Or, or you'll throw in the towel, right? So yeah. I think that's ultimately what happens too, is that people, you know, you're going after what you want and you think it's going to look a certain way. And then you realize how many hats you have to wear. And it's very hard for anyone who's not an entrepreneur to understand that. It's the same thing with like a mom. Like when people are like, oh my God, it's so hard to have two kids. But you can't possibly understand what that looks like unless you've experienced it. Right. Um, and with that too, with, with all the hats, when you work for a corporate office, you don't have to create the marketing. Like I was a director of marketing for 10 years for a court reporting firm. And they had all the marketing stuff for me. They had the business cards made. They had all the flyers. They had all the digi- the PDFs to send to clients, right? When you own your own business, you create all that stuff on your own. And mm-hmm. that's a lot. If you've never done that before or don't really know what goes into it, it's very overwhelming. It's very overwhelming. It's very, there's so many things that go in to running a business that when you, when you are like, okay, I started this because I love clothes. Um, clothes is such a small part of what you do in the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So you can definitely get to the place where that is where you're focusing, or if you want to do the buying and that's all you want to do, but it's going to take you a while to have the cash to do that. Um, of course, unless you have investors and stuff, but I'm speaking about like from a small business mindset typically you are not going in there with loads of cash. So that's a reality (laughs) that I understand when I went. And I think a lot of small business owners don't understand um, that you're going to have to do a lot of it in the beginning, but it's not always going to be that way. Right. And if you can get through that really hard part and really stay focused Um, It won't always look that way, but yes, you're going to go through this really messy, uncomfortable, what the F did I get myself into period. And patience is a huge, huge thing. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Uh, I, I always tell my clients, especially with the social media game, like that's a slow game. That's a long game. That's not an overnight success. Like it's very rare that you become someone discovered on YouTube or whatever. It's, Mm -hmm. it's not common and you have to go and play the game and you have to be strategic and you really have to be patient. You're not going to grow your account overnight unless something blows up, which again, rare. And if you blow up with those people there, they may not be the people you are even trying to connect with. They're just, you're popular. Mm-hmm. but that's not going to equal dollars. Right. Right. right? And that's, that's um, very frustrating for a lot of people because they put all their eggs into like the social media basket. Social media mm-hmm. is right there at our fingertips, which is awesome mm-hmm. and great. And we utilize it in the w- right ways. You, if, you know, reach one, you reach many. Mm-hmm. So 
what maybe we could dive into that a little bit more. You um, specialize in content creation, which number one pain point, I feel one of, I mean, it's right up there with um, maybe the techie side of things and how to navigate automation, but social media and content is very difficult for most people because you can't see the the frame if you're in the picture. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, same thing. Like if I can't create content for myself sometimes and I'm like, what am I going to teach? Cause it's easy for me. And I'm not yeah. seeing that, but for others, I could be like, Oh, you could teach about this and this and this and this and this mm-hmm. very easy for me to create content for somebody else. Totally. Yeah. And I think you so, have a solution for that and also some tips. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I could talk about this all day long. Yeah. <laughs> I love, um, first of all, like marketing is such a big term, right? So I love to boil down and really focus on the thing, like what you said, a lot of people struggle with in particular, the content. And it's also this organic thing that if you lean into, it's not going to cost you a ton of money. It might take you time, but if you decide to do this yourself and you absolutely can, Um, then if you do it really well, you're not going to necessarily be the most popular girl on the block, but you will attract the people who actually will buy from you, which is what you were just um, talking about. And I think that's the point that if you can really internalize that, it it all becomes worth it. So the tools and the tips around that, my major thing that I really talk about is that stop spreading yourself so thin and pick a platform. So I I like to say start with three places and I'll explain that. So a hundred percent, there needs to be email a hundred percent, hundred percent. That's the one thing. If you're not doing that now, you, cause that's the only thing you own that your website, you don't own social media. That's rented space. I've got blackballed many times on Instagram and it's like a slow climb back up, right? Yes. That happens. And you don't have any control. I don't even know why those things were happening to me. Um, it doesn't really matter because I can always fall back on my email. So yeah. it sucks when that happens, but the day it all went down, the day it all went down, no one knew what to do. So how many emails did you get in your inbox? That was like, well, Facebook and Instagram are out today. Exactly. Use this or that, or do your email. Like I got so many emails from people that, yep utilize your email list to get to me. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's your number one for yeah. A hundred percent. If you're not doing that, you need to figure out, okay, how am I going to be growing this email list? And how many do you think, how many emails do you think a week should, should go out? At least one. I mean, if, if you are uncomfortable doing more than that, that's cool. I think two is really optimizing unless you're selling something. So if there's something like you need to be selling, you know, that it's a 10 day window. Um, this is what it's going to look like. Then it's every single day. Right. Yeah. And we, we fear that, but we need to get in front of people. And with this uh, social media thing, like, you know, at, people are all over the place. I get probably 500 emails a day. Oh yeah. In, in yeah. So with that in mind, I don't open every single email, but Uh, but a lot of brands are top of mind because they're popping into my email inbox. So even if I don't open it, you see the name in your email, you see it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now unless you have Gmail, it is starting to filter promotions. So some things are getting lost. They started doing that. that Yeah. 
um, that's a whole other thing. And there's yeah. other, there's email issues, believe me, but there's issues with everything. So that's first and foremost. Um, so you're putting things into your email. Um, social media absolutely is, you need to be living on social media also. So picking that platform where your clients show up and you like to show up, right? Yeah. So that's gotta be a thing too, because you have to actually do it. So if you freaking hate that platform, like you say, I hear people say, I hate Facebook. Like, fine, so don't do Facebook, but you have to have a presence somewhere. So what is it? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Instagram? Instagram's my personal preference, but everyone has different ones. It depends on where your person is hanging out to. You have to know where they are. Where she or he or they hang out, because if it's just where you like to show up, then you're not attracting your person, right? So, and then it's, it's where you're putting your flag in the ground. So in terms of content creation, I like to say you really only need one epic piece of content a week. <laughs> um, so where are you putting your flag in the ground and what does that look like? For some people, it's showing up on Instagram stories and giving a tutorial. Um, for some people, it is podcasts, um, you know, so creating that one epic piece where you get to say like, oh, this is where you're going to drive people all the time and where you can, um, you can create some kind of structure around your business so that clients, potential clients know where you're going to be showing up consistently. So people like our, our brains, psychology is we like things that we can understand. So if you're showing up every single Tuesday and you're giving tips Tuesday, fantastic. People know, even if they're not watching, that's where you're going to show up. Maybe they'll watch it later. I don't care. You're creating structure and reliability around your business. And what that does is it creates instant credibility. 100%. Huge. So you take that one piece of epic content that you created and really the, the sky is the limit, but keeping it really simple for right now is I want you to parse that into two other pieces of content. So obviously email is one of them. And then your other social media presence. Additionally, you can create tons of promotion around that one epic piece of content. So then that's tons more content that you can create, right? But what you're doing is you're adding value into your ideal client's life. And we hear this all the time. I think it almost gets lost because all we're hearing is like value, 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 but what the hell do they want from you and get really creative with it. Start focusing on what you can do for their life and stop trying to freaking sell things. And then selling will be easy. Yes. You have to know, like, and trust the person before you buy. And when you do provide them a really helpful tip, it just happened actually yesterday to me and it's nothing I sold. Like it's mm-hmm. not my thing. I, um, posted something about, um, these mesh bags that you buy on Amazon. And I showed how to put game boards games into those for space saving sent like, my, I don't have an affiliate link or anything, which I know is foolish, but I just could never get it. But I was like, this is where you get them. And I'll reuse that piece and be like, just as a reminder. And they're like, oh yeah, I saw you do that. I've meant to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Well, yesterday someone tagged me in their story and they're like, Heather told me about this. I just put all these in a bag and she's holding the mesh bag. And I have not posted that tip in months. 
-hmm. it sticks with people Mm -hmm. and when they get around to it and you were like, Oh, that was a really great tip. It brought value. She trusts me. And so when I have another tip like that, they're going to listen and then they're going to share it and then you grow. Right. And if you can create structure around that, it becomes really powerful. So if you're like, oh, you know, the great way people say is like, how do you know what's going to work and what's not? You don't. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't. If you're at this place where everything feels super confusing and I don't know where to show up, just keep paying attention. And what I mean by that is like what you just said, if people are responding to it and they're really into this, sometimes I have things that go viral. I mean, not really viral, but you know, a lot more um, comments than I expect engagement yeah. the reaches further than what you typically see. Exactly. So I'll take notice and I will put that into my little content creation, um, Google drive and, um, folder. And those become ideas that I will take from later. So for me, that's podcast episodes, but in the beginning, I didn't know what it was going to be. So it's just how I was showing up on Instagram. Right. So when you start, when you're thinking about it in such grandiose terms, like, I don't know who I am. It feels so big. Yeah. But if you look at it from just like, okay, I'm just going to take the things that people are responding to. Um, and for you, maybe that's 20 likes. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's all relative. Your right? number, your number. Exactly. It's just like money. It's all relative. A millionaire, $200 is nothing. But to someone who only has a thousand dollars to a hundred dollars is a lot. So it's relative. Your number. Yeah, absolutely. So if if that means, oh, wow, I got, you know, way more likes than normal. Cool. Let's start there. So putting those into um, just just a simple document and actually taking the time to review it. And that for me is going into my document once a week and taking a peek at it for about 30 seconds. And then that inspires me to figure out what my podcasts are going to be about going forward. So that process took me a long time to really perfect, Mm -hmm. but I give this to my clients and to anyone who wants it through a really simple roadmap so they can build it up for themselves. And I would have saved myself probably like a year of my life if I had just done that from the beginning. Right. So it's what you're putting out there and then creating a repurpose plan and creating a repurpose plan. And also, um, listening to the feedback. Yes. I messed that up. Right. And the non-feedback, right? No feedback is a lot of feedback. I try to help my clients realize that too. Like if it flops, that's a lot of feedback for you too. Yeah. Does it mean it's bad? It just means it didn't resonate. It just means you need to recraft it somehow. Exactly. Recraft it. I actually, on that note, I posted something in a Facebook group recently and it was like one of the coolest freebies I've ever created. And I was, I was just like, I'm going to put it into this Facebook group and see what happens. Nothing crickets zero. And I'm banging my head against the wall and going, what? Like, that's crazy. So I just rewrote it in a different way. And I had hundreds of responses from that, from, it was the same thing, right? It's just in this particular group, what worked in a different group didn't work in this group. Presentation. I had to change it and giving myself that white space of just a few minutes 
um, was a game changer for me because all it was for me was growing my email list, but that's something I consistently pay attention to. And um, it was important that, that I was actually using my time wisely. So point being, if you're, if you're listening to the non-feedback, the way that you are listening to the feedback, there's so much to be gained from that. I could have just left that Facebook group and done nothing, but instead I think, I think we ended up converting 45 of the people that responded into actual um, email list followers. Wow. That's a great, great. That's nothing from one post, right? So it's, it's really just about you, like what you said, trusting what you are putting out there. And I know that it was freaking good and there was no way that it wasn't worth it. So it took, it was worth my time. Sure. And you just have to not dwell in the zero responses. You just have to say, oh, really? All right. Well, think of it as a challenge and figure out a different way to present it. Doesn't mean that what you have isn't good. It just means it just didn't click for them. Totally. Time and time and place, honestly. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, I tell them that as well. It's like, people also just don't always like things they are paying attention. They'll see it. And I'll get messages that'll be like, Hey, I've been watching you from a distance. I'm not commenting on your stuff, but I've been seeing what you're doing. And I wanted to drop you a line here. You know, people are more private. And mm-hmm. so don't think that people aren't seeing it. And if you don't put it out there, no one's going to see it at all. Mm-hmm. So then mm-hmm. what good is that? Yeah. Right. No. And I would say, um, depends on like what price point you are, but a lot of my voyeurs that are quietly watching are the ones that actually convert. So funny because it's not necessarily the people that I'm getting a ton of DMS from. So right. it just, it helps to really notice that too. What's really working for you. If you're a lower price point, that might not be the, the fact it's more typically is the higher price points that that's true. Um, but it takes a lot more it's just time for people to want mm-hmm. to do like pull the trigger for a high price point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like a car or something, a big purchase. Think about it. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to maneuver that stuff too. Cause when I first started my business, I was going to the mom space and then I learned very quickly that there's not a lot of money to be made in the mom space where I was. And it wasn't even about making money. It's just, there wasn't really a consumer there because they would personally want to spend money on their business and not at their home life, unless it was like a simple solution that makes their life easier, not something that they're going to do more work with. Right. And so you pivot and shift and figure out a way to make it work for them while still keeping the passion and the person that you're still trying to help, mm-hmm. right? Like meet yeah. the gap, bridge the gap yeah. and, and meet them where they are. And that really comes back to that feedback point. Yeah. Right. So Market it's paying research. attention and stop. Um, and I really believe in like giving yourself the white space. So for me, that's Mondays, every single Monday, I'm setting my, my week up for success. And so I do lots of different things, but, but two hours of my time is truly white space. I don't put anything on my calendar for those two hours. So it's kind of whatever I need for that day to really be focusing on. And I, I, a lot of entrepreneurs, me included, um, in my, my previous businesses, I'm just always doing, 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 doing. So 
negative feedback, you just don't have the time to really kind of analyze that. And I don't mean overanalyze. I mean, truly like, how could I reframe this for my business? And when the F do you have the time to do that? So giving like literally scheduling in that time for yourself, whatever that looks like. Um, And I call Mondays my CEO days because it truly is about my business. So that white space is for your business. It's not for you personally. That's for your, I also, so I start my day with stuff for me. So that's every single day that I have that time for me, but Mondays being my CEO days, I am focusing on my business, my content creation, my, um, cause I'm, I'm not working on client stuff. So it's really about like my business yeah. growth, my white space in my business, personal time, a hundred percent. I believe in personal growth. My business grows as far as I can grow. Um, so that's every single day. So I have about uh, 45 minutes in the morning that I spend on me, 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 me. That's great. And I think that's super important finding that time, wherever that is, it's that's in the morning, that's in the afternoon. Like you have to find that sweet spot for yourself. And I love what you said, like your business can't grow if you can't grow. Right. Entrepreneurship is truly the most, um, it's personal growth. That's really what it is. You don't really know that when you're getting into it, but it is a deep dive into how far you believe in yourself. Um, how much you're willing to invest in yourself going to push people away that you, that are, are incapable of celebrating you, right? They they're dealing with their own crap. So you're going to lose friends. You're going to gain friends. It's a journey I never really understood, which totally makes sense because the social work school thing, like, of course, this is the path that I was going to go on, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really is your, um, however far you're willing to go with yourself, that's where you're going to that's how far you're going to grow your business. If you're willing to go deeper and farther, your business will grow with you. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, this was a fantastic conversation and I'm really excited for the listeners to listen, like go back and really hear what Katrina was sharing. Uh, because I think that you definitely hit on a lot of points that my listeners struggle with. And even myself, like I still struggle with those things from time to time and mindset's huge. And we, mindset is so overused right now, but it is such a true thing. And I know that you said that, uh, you have, um, some sort of guide that we could offer and it'll be, uh, linked in the show notes. Can you explain a little bit more about how that will help, uh, those listeners? So particularly the the roadmap that I was mentioning, like putting your flag in the ground, creating that piece of content that is epic so that you can build out your roadmap. So this is the piece of um, this that I wanted to give your your, uh, listeners, because if they are thinking about like, how the heck am I going to create that piece of epic content and where do I distribute it beyond that? That's what this is all about. So it really helps you to, to do that better and um, and allows you to understand how you can repurpose that for yourself. I like just went out. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so the, the uh, link is going to be in the show notes for Katrina's roadmap. And I really encourage you to go and look at that and also reach out to Katrina. And if uh, we want to find you, where can we? 
You know, my Instagram is where I live. I'm personally on there every single day. So that's where I post really random videos that are about, you know, being sustainable as a business owner and all of that jazz too, but always freebies and roadmaps and whatever's coming up. That's the place that um, I would have them listed. And what is your handle? It's at Katrina Aronson underscore consulting. I'll shoot that over because I know it's pretty long. So you can. Yeah. That's great. And you should all go and follow Katrina, especially if you are starting a business or you are just knee deep in your business and you need some great tips. And I really appreciate you being on the show. This was fantastic. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to hear this episode and I really appreciate the time. Absolutely. And thank you again for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. And I will catch you on the next go round. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies. Bye.